You know, there's not a lot going on in the world of sports, but that doesn't stop us killing time, having a couple nice cold drinks, and just enjoying some friendship. That's what we do here at the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, but we are going to talk about fantasy football. Our draft's coming up, fantasy baseball. We're wrapping up a season there, and then NFL camps are wide open and all kinds of fun stuff's happening there. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. What's up, fellas, man? I'm glad to see y'all this evening. And uh, you know what? It's not 110 degrees outside, so that's a good thing, right? This rain's been a nice cool down. It's a very nice evening. Want to go from like 98 to like today it's uh, 72 right now. I mean, the heat index, though, it wasn't no 98, man. It was brutal. And, you know, we were talking about Biggie coming back from, uh, you know, the Arctic Circle and, and trying to get reacclimated. And you got to be feeling a little better now. I do. That first uh, like three to four days was just extremely difficult with the heat being on a rooftop, the humidity. Uh, I feel back to normal now. Mm, man, it said it dropped 30 degrees. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I decided to uh, make a trip finally to Cincinnati to go watch a baseball game yesterday. The you know, Great American Ballpark. The Great American Ballpark. And it was, uh, you know, unfortunately the first time and probably the only game I'll get to go see this year. I might try to go back next month. We'll see what happens. But we know we're going to Morgantown, you know, so that's kind of getting worked in there. So, you know, I can only spend so much money without the misses kind of getting, you know, I only have so many credit cards I can hide, you know. Where are works. the Reds setting at for playoff hopes right now? Well, thankfully, the Padres keep losing, too. But uh, they're a game and a half back of the of the wild card uh, coming mm-hmm. into today. So that's where it's been, but only because the Padres keep losing, too. We get to get, So let me start here. We go play the, the Cubs. And I've, I never buy a program. I had to buy a program. I didn't know who these guys were for the Cubs. You know, they were bringing these people up. Like, we watched the Field of Dreams game and people come out of the cornfield. These guys literally must have wandered out of the Ivy and Wrigley because I've never seen them or heard them before. Like, outside of, like, Alicantra, you know, like, I don't know who half these guys are. So – I don't know if they'll be there very much longer, but it was nice to get to know the new Cubs, and they beat the damn Reds two out of three games. Ortega, man. Ortega. Ortega went deep, too. He he, uh, he did, but uh, – before that day. He, yeah. Did you have him on your fantasy team? Yeah. Okay. See, somebody's paying attention. He's been – he's, like, ranked, like, 12 overall in the last 30 days. Damn. See? If you don't know his name, now you do. Batting leadoff. Uh, the, the, the bad thing was, so we get there. I've never, this is like probably the 11th or 12th game I've gone to. I've never seen the Reds lose. This is the first time I've ever watched them lose and it sucked ass. It's terrible. Especially when you go watch them play a bunch of no names. Seriously, the Cubs traded everybody. They did like a factory reset and they lose. (sighs) There wasn't any, any drama. It wasn't like ninth inning tight game. No. Like you're in a playoff hunt, man. Don't lose to these bums. I, you know, the the other thing too. I got to point this out, and this is, this is gonna make me sound like a softy. All right, so I had great seats, three rows up from the the dugout. You know, I was sitting right over there where all the kids were getting the autograph from Vado and whatnot, which is cool. That's one of the great things about baseball is the interaction you get to see these kids have with the players beforehand. Um, yelled Nitro Wildcats at JR House just to get him to turn his head and wave, you know, just having some fun. And, you know, we talk about the weather, then all of a sudden the clouds went away. And my God, it was hot. Like I was dying. It was like Mexico hot. 
like the 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 shins blistering from sunburn. So after the third inning, we spent most of the game up in the concourse trying to stay in the shade, man, because we were dying. It was so bad. You ever been to a game where it was that hot? You were just miserable? Years ago, when I worked at the uh, Mardi Gras Casino as a security guard, I called in sick because a friend of mine who had an uncle who lived in Cincinnati had Reds tickets behind home plate. We went to this game. I got drunk. I still had hair at the time, so I did not wear a hat. My forehead was the most burnt it's ever been. It peeled. It looked like I had a disease. So I kind of know how you feel being in that area of the field. You're going to ask me if I've ever been to a game and it's that hot. I go to Hotlanta every year, okay? It's a whole different hot down there it's it, called hot lana for a reason right but is the sun directly on you when you're there it depends on where you sit and that's what and i'm usually asking. i'm sitting in the left field seats right near the fence so yeah there's no there's no coverage no, no help i got you because the, the heat don't necessarily bother me but the sun was just like Relentless. so yeah and then like you know you watch the game on tv and you're probably like man the reds they ain't got no fans there ain't nobody here I'll tell you what, there was 15,000 people in that damn concourse standing in the shade watching the game behind the wheelchair seats. You know, that's just what they did. That's why you lost to the Cubs, fair weather fans. <laughs> so, Not warm weather. <laughs> it wasn't all bad. I mean, you, you finally got to see the Reds Hall of Fame, which is probably the best ex- exhibit in all of baseball for a single team. It, it, it is. And one of the things I'll say about the Reds Hall of Fame is they do a miraculous job like intermixing other teams. Like just if anybody of notes played there, you know, they might have, you know, something. So, you know, all kinds of stuff. The statues out front, you know, Pete Rose, Tony Perez, Johnny Bench, you know, inside, Barry Larkin, Sparky Anderson. I mean, all that stuff is great. Found some bobbleheads of friends of ours, uh, Hal Morris and Joe Oliver. I took some pictures of that and we'll send to them here this week to see if I can get a response out of them. Do you know they're still selling your likeness? I like the big Ted statue in there. The, yeah, the, it was sleeveless and everything. It was, it was sleeveless. Uh, the uh, other thing, I don't know if you saw this when you were there. There was the interactive screen that you could hit, oh, yeah. and I was so. If, if you're talking about anybody in Reds history, and it says, you know, you want to learn how to hit or you want to learn how to pitch, so I'm on. You want to learn how to hit? What's the first name you're going to go to? Of course, Pete Rose. It's, and he's got two damn videos on there. And then so I do both of Pete Rose's videos and then immediately go to Joey Vado's, and it's completely opposite advice of what Pete Rose said. It was great. But um, the, the one thing I want to bring up, though, is on the way out, you know, we're going by the, the World Series trophies or at least the replica of the ones from, like, the early 1900s, and there's a collection of bats there, and it's got a, a, a Hank Aaron bat. All right, which is awesome because back in the day, I didn't know this even then that, you know, it says Henry Aaron on it. It's got the 44 on the barrel. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's signed by him. What in the world would the cost be for a game-used signed Hank Aaron bat? I don't know. I'm just asking you, like, if you had to guess, what would that be worth? How much money is in that damn Hall of Fame? I mean, the bat alone is thousands of dollars. I mean, because you, you – his – uh. I think it was an eight by ten photo of the seven hundred fifteenth home run. It's going for six hundred bucks by itself. And that's just a photo. <laughs> well, I don't know how bats sell. I'm basing this off of what I've seen some really great cards go for. But to me, that bat would sell for over a million dollars. No, it's not that much. Dude, say, have you I'd seen what some figures. of these old school, like Honus Wagner? Do you see that card? Well, that's, sold the, for? that's the most expensive, rarest card it is. But I guarantee, you, uh, Hank Aaron signed bat. If it's not of any specific nature, is probably a hundred grand. 
But I, I you don't I, think you can get a half million out of that bat? I, I think you can get half million. Game out. use some, some of his, especially games. now would, that he passed away. I would go less than six figures. Actually, it's my opinion. Mm. Let's look he, it up. He just died though, like recently. That always that always elevates the price momentarily. So we will look that up. Uh, and and get an answer. Hopefully by the end of the show, we'll come back to that. Don't forget, Biggie. I'm counting on you. Mr. Brown might look it up now. But the um, ah, I completely forgot where I was going with that. But any, oh yeah, just saying. Like there's so much stuff in there. Like I looked around, like our man cave here that Mr. Brown has all these wonderful possessions. And I'm like, damn man, I just want to, I just want to live in this Hall of Fame, man. It'd be all right. But it was a good time. And you know, if you ever get a chance uh, and you're in Cincinnati, it's worth worth the trip, worth the price of admission. Uh, I think it was 20 bucks for two of us to go in because the old man got the senior discount. But uh, it was a good time, man. And I did break my diet a little bit. I had some uh, Montgomery Inn uh, ribs, you know, with all the sauces and whatnot. You were in Cincinnati, so you had to do something with chili. Yeah, I do. I don't. I'm not a big Skyline Chili fan. I just I, it's I, Cincinnati, know, so I had to ask. But Montgomery Inn is kind of famous there. It, it was all good, and uh, believe it or not, I do want to bring this up. Tom Brenneman is still in the Reds Hall of Fame. Really? Yep. He's still there. They're that still surprises there. me. I thought they would have removed Wait him. Wait a minute. You're Breaking bo- news. You're both way off. Was it like $50,000? For a game used in Garen bet? Signed? Yes. Signed? Yes. Wow. Huh. That was only off by $999,000. We, we, we don't know anything about baseball memorabilia. Yeah, I mean, I just looked it up that quick. There's a bunch of them. Mm. This is from the Game Day Sports Memorabilia. It's number 755, Atlanta Braves uh, back at game model, uh, signed bat. That's not a game used bat. Well, it's signed. Hold on. Mm. A thousand bucks. It ain't going to go up that much more. No, you're probably right now that you're saying that, but that's all right. It's priceless to me, okay? I would have taken it. (laughs) It's all good. But um, anyway – Maybe if the playoff uh, hunt continues, I'll try to make another trip back to Cincinnati, and, and maybe you guys can go with me. We can do a little little trip, play hooky from work that day. That works for me. If you ask my boss, I play hooky every day. Ah. <laughs> well, Mr. Round thoroughly made me feel bad about my knowledge of uh, baseball memorabilia, so uh, – if anybody starts sending us emails about trying to buy stupid crap they have, please don't. I'm not going to spend any money. But I did I did learn, you know what the most expensive uh, signed baseball bat uh, ever to go in auction is? No idea. Did you see what it was? I didn't look, no. Take a guess. It's got to be an older player. Uh, I'm going to guess it's like a uh, Joe DiMaggio or a Babe Ruth. I'm going to say Babe Ruth. It's a Ty Cobb for $1.1 Okay. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, maybe I saw that somewhere in a past life, and that's how I equated that Hank Aaron's would at least be decent. But I guess I guess when you think about baseball memorabilia, the age of it's what – like you mentioned Honus Wagner, right? Like, yeah, that bat's over 100 years old with Ty Cobb. Right. It's, it's literally petrified wood. And the termites <laughs> get to it yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, Hank Aaron played in the 70s. So, right. you know, it is what it is. But speaking of baseball – you know, we're watching a little bit of action here in the background, but fantasy baseball, you know, last year sucked because of COVID, but this year, what, we got four weeks left? Yeah. Before playoffs? I think three weeks after this one, yeah. Okay, four so we're in, we're in the week. fourth week to go. So, yeah. And uh, all of us, well, at least two of us are definitely looking like playoffs. I would be surprised if Mr. Brown also doesn't make the playoffs. 
how many games like you're you're up what ten games on the on the person behind you? It's the top six out of twelve, right? Yeah, I'm six games up on seventh place, and but I'm also a game and a half from fourth place. Okay, so see, it's a little crowded in four through six there. So do you have a prediction where you're going to finish the season? I, I don't care. You know what my <laughs> prediction is? Pain. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Biggie, you know, you, you've been riding the top spot for the majority of the season be- after uh, Alabama Hot Pockets fell apart. But, uh, you know, what, what happened, you know, man? What's going I, I on would say team? I spent – the majority of the season, more time than anyone else ranked number one this year. It's like college football. Uh, combination of injuries, guys not playing as well, and then some other guy, other teams having guys hit hot streaks, and I went from first to third. And third's probably where I'll finish the regular season, and then I'll falter in the playoffs like I'm a bitch, and uh, we'll move on <laughs> to next love year. your overwhelming confidence. What is it about us that allow like rookies to come in and take the top spot? Uh, well, to be fair, the guy who is in first place is a sports uh, writer and a sports radio show host. Uh, that's what he does for a living. So he clearly knows at least a little bit about baseball, even though he's a Pirates fan. Now, that being said, you know, uh, he's not slowing down. You know, he's been right there. Like, I cannot get out of second place. I've been yeah. in second place longer than you've probably been in first place. Like, he was in third. It's like when you fell to third, I just stayed where I was. The top four teams in our league have pretty much been one through four the entire season. Pretty much. Yep. That's that's fair fair statement, which is good. You know, it shows that we got some competitive balance there. Yep. But uh, what? How far out is uh, the the 12th place team right now? Like, <laughs> like how? What what does no hope look like? Oh well. So, our resident uh, author from Boston, who we uh, love. Friend of the show, Mr. Mike Suarez. South Park Cows. A, a shiny 40 and a half games back. 40 and a half. <laughs> How far are the Orioles out of first place? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he's worse than the Orioles. <laughs> Ouch. Well, to be fair, though, he's got uh, Guns and Pete Rose. is only a half game. Uh, or, yeah, one game behind. So, so, right so we got the we got the Orioles and the D-backs right here in our own league. We we do. <laughs> they're they're uh, taking up residency, but uh, you know what? That just uh, helps our winning percentage when we get them to show up on the docket there. But outside of that, I will say that most people are pretty uh, you know pretty into it. They're making moves. Like we got a lot of people that have made fifty plus roster moves. Right. The, the top ten teams are all active, and yeah, they're not- trying. Yeah, everybody's trying. Even the 10th place team's not folding right now, and they're they're looking to be the spoiler down the stretch for the teams that are fighting for playoff seating. Yep. I mean, that means you might actually have an entertaining consolation bracket too. So that's and if you do that, we'll invite you back. That's right. We have two teams in our league that I look forward to having come back next year because this is their first venture into fantasy baseball. They're baseball lovers, but they're older guys, and that's your old man and Tommy. And Tommy. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's one of those things like you know if both of them could just restart the season, they'd be better than they are. Yep. Because they've tried. They just had to learn fantasy baseball. They had to make some mistakes. They learned. But they've still been competitive. It's I mean, been great. And if you looked at them next year and they're in the fifth, sixth spot, it wouldn't surprise you. No, not at all. Not at all. Because these are guys that have made roster moves. Like I maybe other fantasy leagues are like this. So it's funny – because you'll see, like, people are talking about, well, pick up so-and-so, pick up so-and-so. It's hard to find people in our league. Like, you can still find some people. It's not as deep. We'll talk more about that in football. <laughs> but the the thing is, like, these guys are are doing everything. They can. I don't know if other leagues make as many moves as ours does. 
Like, yeah. I mean, Mr. Brown, you're in more leagues. Is, 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 are we an anomaly or is that kind of par for the course? I mean, I make the moves, but I don't think anybody else matches. You know, I mean, I don't really look at transactions in other leagues, to be honest. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, I know you're definitely made the most moves because you drafted such a terrible team and you had to do a lot of damage control. But you know, you're you're here now. You're still doing well. Uh, Biggie's made a lot of moves. I've made a lot of moves. I think Tommy and the old man made hey, a lot of moves. I'm peaking at the right time. What's happened the last two weeks, fellas? Back uh, to back weeks. You're you you beat me last week. And Biggie before you. You, you did seven three eight to two convincing fashion. Uh, we'll ignore the fact that I have uh, six players on iron. Oh, I've been hurt all year, man. <laughs> That's an excuse for me, right? I'm not making an excuse. I said we'll ignore that fact. All right. I just had to say it out loud so other people could decide if they want to ignore it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so as we're uh, winding down Major League Baseball, though, so, you know, we talked a little bit about the NL wild card. Is it not amazing, though, in the NL West that the Giants are not faltering at all? Like, they're, they're, they're staving off the Dodgers so far. You know, they have a better record at this point in the season than they did in any of their three World Series years, and it's not even close. They're like 10 games better. Uh, I, 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 the, I'm stumbling over my own words just thinking about this. But uh, I, you got something real quick, Mr. Brown? No, I mean, speaking of that, so we keep saying the Giants are going to lose. They're going to fall. Yeah. The, the mighty Dodgers will come back, right? The last 10 games, Dodgers are 9-1. and one. And they're still. And the Giants, <laughs> but the Giants have went 8-2. and two. Oh, yeah. So, so they still haven't made the up. gains that they had hoped. But, I mean, will the Giants continue to do this for the next month? Well, I mean, every sign points that they will. I mean, we'll I don't see. see any reason for it to change at this point. You would have thought if they were going to falter, it would have happened towards the end of July, uh, beginning of August. They ran guys into the ground. They made a move for Chris Bryant, which I liked. The guys that they've had who have stepped up for them aren't <laughs> looking as though they're going to falter. Yeah, the damn Giants are the team making moves to try. <laughs> It's yep. amazing. What's blowing my mind is it looks like the Padres are the team that's going to falter down the stretch because they're three and seven in their last ten, and you know they're just they're scuffling right now. Well, hey, just real quick, the the Dodgers and Padres end the season in that series together, so that'll be interesting. That'll be for a playoff berth for the Padres. I uh, if hopefully if they're still in it by then. Yeah, that works out well for you, doesn't I, it? I know. I I'll, that's the thing. I looked at the Padres remaining schedule. It sucks. And this is something that maybe the Padres front office saw coming. That's why they were going after Scherzer and some other big names at the trade deadline because they felt they needed that extra boost to get them over yeah, the hump. They did a good job letting the Dodgers know what their plans were so they could just go do it. Yeah. That worked out well. So the Dodgers, they're the evil empire this, of the West. Let me ask you this question. Are the Brewers going to end up with the best record they've ever had as a franchise? How many wins do they have right now? 74. I can't speak to that, but I will speak to the Brewers will be in the World Series. Because of their pitching, right? Dude, you don't want to face that. You no. don't want no part of that. No. I mean, it's so like as even as a Reds fan, like I'm sure most Major League fans are probably like, can we just skip the wild card round? Like, we want to get to the Dodgers and the Brewers or the Dodgers and the Giants. I mean, they want to see those games because everything else isn't going to match up as well. Like, you never know. That's why they play the games. But, like, on paper, you're right about the Brewers. I, I got the Dodgers went out and got Scherzer. They went out and got Trey Turner. They look sexy on paper. They are the team that just looks like that's the team that's going all the way. They're going to repeat on paper. But you got the Brewers – 
No one wants to face that team. That starting rotation is way better than anything the Dodgers can throw at them. Byron's not coming back. There's a chance Kershaw's being shut down, and it is what it is. I got what happened today in court, but Major League still investigates, just like with Marcel Ozuna, who got acquitted as well. So it's fine, guys. I, I want to put money down that Bauer doesn't play this year, if you, anyone's willing to take it. I'm looking at a Brewers-White Sox World Series. I will say – I would be surprised if Bauer doesn't pitch before this year's over. If he say that again, I would be surprised with what I saw today. If Bauer, maybe he doesn't actually pitch, but he's uh, reinstated or whatever before the season's over. Think about even if they reinstate the guy, he's going to have to go on a rehab assignment. He can't just, you know what I mean? He's not going to just going to go out there and throw seven innings. So let's activate him tomorrow. You know, he he's got to amp himself back up, even if yeah. they reactivate him. All he's got to do is do that the last two weeks of September, and then they got him as their three starter in October. Is he going to be a guy that just ends up being available for the yeah. playoffs? Is that what it is? Something he's like that. He will not be here this year. Okay. I mean, I, it could go either way. Major League Baseball comes down hard on domestic issues, whether even it's like the guy gets convicted or not. It, they, they come down hard. Man. They don't want to be the NFL. Right. So it's close to football season. I'm thinking football, and I shouldn't. <laughs> Probably. We have I, a real commissioner. I, I, I'm real not, rules. I'm not ruling it out, but I ain't going to bet Mr. Brown. <laughs> no. No, I'm already hoping that I'm out on the spicy noodles with the Giants running away. Hey, that's fine. I mean, if you win the Giants, I'm actually glad for you, to be honest, because I don't, I don't want the Dodgers to break the Braves' consecutive streak. So it's fine. I hope I lose that bet, and I'll gladly take down those spicy that, that on the line so, No, but I'm saying I'd like to go and break it now. Okay. You like the Brewers. If you were calling it right now, who's your two World Series teams? White Sox, Brewers. Okay. All right. That's, I like uh, to. And I actually – I absolutely love that. There's nothing more than I would love. starting pitcher. Uh, of course, I want the Mariners to get in the playoffs and win the World Series. It's not going to happen. I'm taking that out of it. I want Tony La Russa, who doesn't know the game, and all his players hate him. I want him in the World Series. It well, just everybody, everybody quit talking that nonsense once they started winning, right? Yep. They were like 500 for the first two months, and then everybody was like, Ooh, look at La Russa, he's too old. And now nobody cares. Yep. And, and I mentioned that on the show today when I jumped on real quick to interview for that. We talked about the White Sox, and I was like, there was so much trouble in paradise with – the old-timer Hall of Famer La Russa coming out with this young, energetic, uh, exuberant team. And then it started out 0-3 on the season. Everybody's like, the sky's falling. We have too much talent. And then guess what? They're like 10 games up in the Central, and no one hears anything because winning cures everything. It does. But is that not typical of baseball fans in general? Does everybody not scream the sky? 0-3. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> God. Well, there's only 159 games left. What and the and hell now they're we... 71 and 51. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah, but they could have been 74. Sorry, I think 11 and a half games up on the second place team. We could be 14. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, so, it's, it's every team's fan base is like that, though. April and May, the sky's falling. Chad, as me and Mr. Brown were saying, I like White Sox, Brewers, so does he. Who do you see in the World Series? If you had to call it right now, who do you think's in? Um, I. I, I just want to be different. I also think the White Sox, I think they're clear-cut in the AL no matter what. Uh, I just – I don't see anybody in the AL East, you know, rivaling that. And I don't think Houston's got enough. I, it just is what it is. Uh, man, you guys aren't wrong about the Brewers. But, I mean, I hate the freaking Dodgers. Just go rematch of last year's series. It'd be different. I mean, I could <laughs> – Dodgers, <laughs> it man. could just be the same thing, but I will never support Kevin Cash. There you go. Not that guy. You shouldn't. 
But uh, I, I just I, – their offense is, is good enough to where, like, I get how good the pitching is for Milwaukee. But they do have the best offense in all of baseball. You know, that's going to get you a game here or there, just especially if you get into some bullpen situations and whatnot, if you're able to get out of a jam early. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, the Dodgers have been there. You know, they're, they're battle-tested and the Brewers aren't right now, not with the team they have now. Fox wants it to be the Yankees and the Dodgers. That World Series sells for them. Well, the Yankees are trying to make it interesting, but uh, they they ain't got the pitching. No, at all, not going to happen. No, don't make the playoffs, and that's it. Well, regardless, you know we've had uh, we've had a fun baseball season so far. It's winding down. It's getting ready to get consumed by football. But for those out there that follow the wonderful pastime that is. Baseball, baby. It's 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 been a good ride, man. I'm glad we're back from COVID. This has been a great year, man. And Major League Baseball, honestly, has done a damn good job navigating it this year. I will actually commend the the league for what they've done for the most part. And I look forward to them doing some better rule changes from uh, what they've done here in the past, and hopefully avoiding a lockout. <laughs> Is that fair? God, let's hope, let's avoid this lockout. I mean, I read today that uh, that, that actually. It looked like MLB proposed, not the players, that there was going to be a $100 million floor for the salary. That would be awesome. And I think $180 million for the luxury tax. So that floor would be the best thing that could happen to the sport because you have owners like we talked. You sent some stuff last week. Maybe it was Chad. We had this conversation. The Pirates. That owner is still making money, spending $34, 35000000 F that. You own a professional sports team, spend $100 million. Imagine, though, and, and I know the Rays don't want to hear this, but imagine the Rays as well as they scout having to bump their payroll almost and double it. Yep. They would – I mean, they'd yeah. be good. I, yep. Let's be honest. The Rays' payroll is around like $45 million. Yeah, so they would double their payroll because that's the floor, but they'd still do it. Ray, the Rays do. Like, you don't yeah. even have to do 100 Right. Like, you could just say 80 or 70 Yeah. That's still yeah. – So whatever your top end is, take a third of that. So if you're at – 180 or 200 you got to spend you know 60 to 70 75 that sort of thing uh they'll never do that they, they should uh, they'll never do it though if you have revenue sharing yeah you have revenue sharing you should be able to have a floor and a ceiling i mean and just think about it like pnc park it's one of my favorite stadiums all across the country and they just need a good product everything's there for that venue they just they just need to put a good product. Ten on the years field. ago, they had a decent product. It's such a good stadium, though. I love, it. and it's a good fan base. You right. know, Pittsburgh's a sports town. Like, come on, man. Let's let's pretend like there's still a franchise there. They haven't been a franchise since Barry Noodle Arm Bonds couldn't throw out Sid Motorboat and Bream at home plate. <laughs> Sid slid, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, Pirates fans. We love you, man. We're just hoping the best for your organization. That's all it is. Carry on. All right, not a lot else going on. You know, we we got a couple of things that happened in the NFL. Tim Tebow got released. Are you upset about that? I am not. He could try. He, <laughs> he was trying to play tight end. He couldn't block. It was time to get that cut. Terrible. You want the Raiders to sign him? Yeah, I mean, I think you should take Darren Waller's job. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least give him a run for his money. Hmm. Maybe if he'd have tried this ten years ago. I just every time I saw that clip of him trying to block, I just thought of Lou Brown. Just be like, "What is that Ole bullshit?" Like that's all I can think about. Like he just, and then he almost speared his center in his in the stomach with his head. So, with relationship with him and Urban Meyer, how did that conversation go? 
I don't know, man. Like, was he straight with him, or he's just like, Tim, the publicity stunt's over. It's time to go. Or I don't care. You're not enough of a locker room leader to outweigh your terrible football skills. I, I think I know how it went down. This is my prediction. He looked at him straight in the face and said, "Listen, do I look like the New York Mets to you?" <laughs> no, I don't. You're not going to sell tickets here. You're done. You can't block. Just go. Just go somewhere else and do something. And you know, whatever. After I haven't seen Urban Meyer participate in an AEW event, I think it went down differently. I think he took Tebow into a room really well lit, and he told him, look, Timmy, these guys will follow you to the moon and back. I drafted Trevor Lawrence, number one. I can't have you on this team anymore. I'll have to start you day one. I got to cut you. You're too good of a man. And then he said, you're fired. <laughs> That'd be great. Enough. Uh, well, now that story's over. Is he going to try the NBA? That was the other thing y'all put out today. <laughs> Tim Tebow should go back to the booth as an SEC-only commentator. He fits perfectly right there. I mean, I'd agree with that. I agree with that. You know, Absolutely. here's the thing. Nothing against Tebow. If you want to play tight end, you should have done it when you were on the Patriots how many years ago, and Bill Belichick wanted you to be an F and H back, and you wanted to be a quarterback. Get the hell out the league. Yeah, I mean, he did have his chance, and, and, you know, he wasn't any better than either. So, he, I think he probably saw the writing on the wall. That's why he tried uh, tried baseball. And, you know, I will say, dude was jacked, man. He looked like a tight end. He did. I mean, And uh, let's be honest, if Urban Meyer hadn't come to the NFL as the first-time head coach, he wouldn't have been signed anywhere. Nah, I'll tell you what his next move should be. It ain't the damn SEC network. It's the damn wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say AEW. There you go. Like something. WWE, AEW, anything, man. He – you want to know where you can sell tickets? That's where you can sell tickets at, Timmy. I mean, what's he going to do? Walk out there and say, duty head. Dude, he'd be the next Kurt Angle. Yeah, Chugging right. milk and everything. That would be great. <laughs> He'll literally be taking his vitamins and saying his prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Crazier things can happen. If Rodman can be in wrestling, so can Tebow, right? All right. So outside of that, anything else of note pop up to you so far? It's been pretty quiet. I, some teams have gotten in a little skirmishes. Your Raiders have gotten a fight today. I saw that. I, I saw the article. I didn't actually watch it. Though. That's all I saw, too. I don't really care. No, Must have been the gay guy. Fights happen every year during this stuff, right? Uh, the only thing that's happened so far in the preseason I would like to see come to fruition is Usain Bolt and Tyreek Hill. They're going to race. Tyreek Hill's Super Bowl ring goes on the line, and one of however many Usain Bolt's gold medals goes on the line. Usain Bolt says he can run a 4-2-240. right, so just real talk here. There ain't no way. Like how, first of all, how long is the race? What is it? Uh, what I heard, they were going to do a 40-yard dash because that's what you run in the NFL for speed. That's what Usain Bolt said he would run with him. A 40-yard dash is his best chance. For Tyreek Hill. That's the only chance yeah. he has. It's not a seven. It's not It's not a 70. Yeah. And it's not a hundred. There, there's no way. Yeah. Is this, this is set in stone. No, no, no. But they, no. they keep going back and forth, man. They've been on uh, the social media talking crap back and forth. And Usain Bolt came out and said, all right, I'll put a gold medal up against your Super Bowl ring. Let's do the 40. Because Tyreek's the one talking all the junk. Yes. You know? And then, but Usain Bolt's responding. Yep. And, like, if they even give him a chance – like, Usain Bolt ran a 40 in, like, regular shoes at the Combine. It was like a 4-2-something, right? He ran a 4-2-2-40 in regular shoes jogging pants. He just showed up and ran. <laughs> like, come on, Tyreek, man. Like, I get that you're football fast. Like, you are. You are not Olympic track fast. Yeah. Not what, happening. What was Metcalf's 40? 
Just questioning. I'm just asking. Yeah, he was like I bet he was probably three. four, 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 you three. You saw what happened to him when he tried track. Yeah. I mean, and he he actually fared really well, but he didn't even come close. You know what I mean? But like he didn't embarrass himself. Right. So I mean, hats off to him. Now the one thing Tyreek Hill's got going for him is probably fifty pounds lighter than DK Metcalf. Right, I got you. I'm just saying, like he went out there against some track stars, and you know, he he wasn't the guy anymore. He at yeah. least held his own. The biggest thing was people were upset he was there because he's taking a spot from somewhere else. At least he didn't finish like completely out of it. Yeah, he wasn't even last, was he? Finished like seventh. I thought he was last. He was either was last or second to last. But he was, but it was close. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, he was right there in the heat. He yeah. wasn't like by himself, like a guy that tripped over the hurdles earlier. And right, he, he didn't comes. get left behind. Right, right, right. All right. So he didn't bench out for uh, you know mental toughness and awareness and blah blah blah. He ran it. And he <laughs> yeah, just, you just had to go there, didn't you? I All couldn't right. resist. We did a good job not talking about the Olympics. Let's just keep not talking about the Olympics. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> Let's talk about our Olympics. The uh, what what year, what what anniversary year is this for hardcore football? Do we have do we we need to establish a a lineage here? Uh, the records go back to I think it's nineteen ninety nine. It's ninety eight or ninety nine, I believe. It's ninety nine. But we weren't twelve teams back then. No, but but the uh, the core part of the league survives from there. So yeah, we're at year twenty two then. We started as an eight-team league, and I do believe six of the original eight are still in the league. Something like that. And, and you know, we, we still have people from far and away come. Now, Biggie, you and I have moved back to West Virginia, so we don't cover as much ground, but we still have somebody coming in from Indiana, you know. But that's how long this league's been going on. You all both moved away for over a decade. <laughs> you started here, moved away for a decade, now you're back here, and we're in year 22. And we're still running strong. The, the league has that type of pool. There was a time where a third of the league was coming from different states for the draft. Yeah, I think it was three years ago. Before, right before you moved back, Biggie, we had five states represented it, in one draft. It was Missouri, Maryland, Pennsylvania, West North, Virginia, Dakota, North Dakota, and West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so five states. All right, that's, that's, good, sh- that's good shit. All <laughs> in person, no, no remote drafting. Right, because it's not allowed. I under... Like certain circumstances, it might be, but like, ah, we don't want that. Like, you're peer pressured enough into like, you're going to save vacation time just for this draft. But absolutely. All right. So, I did my barbershop league draft last year. I won that. So, we drew the names out of the hat this year. They actually changed the rules. They're going to use an uh, updated app and not use like the USA Today and an abacus and all that. So, we're actually updating there. But my question is I have drawn number one overall. So, in that league, I could trade down and get, like, a later spot, too. But uh, I don't know, the, guy, the guy who wants to trade for me, he has a thing where he tries to only draft white players for some reason, and he really wants McCaffrey. He's going to take McCaffrey at number one. Well, McCaffrey is the number one pick in almost every draft in America. Would you take McCaffrey number one? Yes, I most certainly would. All right, so He's going to be healthy. Sam Donald's going to roll. I'll just say this. Before you move forward, Chad the Mark, if you trade the number one pick again, you're never allowed to have it again. You've done it in our league. You do it in this league. From now on, if you are lucky enough to get the number one pick, you pick eighth. All right, so I've never got the first pick ever. I, Neither have I. I'm, I'm just agreeing with what Mr. Brown was shaking his head on. There's no like I don't feel comfortable taking McCaffrey at one. So who is there out there that you feel comfortable taking at one? 
I mean, I would trade to Mike just so he would take a rookie running back. Well, then Najee Harris goes one in our right, league. Right, right. So, like, I would take Derrick Henry before McCaffrey. You think so? I mean, I'm just – I'm worried about McCaffrey. I'm not. All right. So Believe the hype. Are you worried about Barkley? Barkley is going to be an absolute stud for about nine games, and he's going to get hurt again. I feel like McCaffrey's going to be the same thing. Nah, he's going to stay healthy this year. Why? Here's the reason I think that McCaffrey stays healthy this year. I think they upgraded just a little bit at quarterback, and the, the way they'll use him is he's going to be out of the backfield more than he is at, out of the backfield more as a receiver than a running back. It keeps him fantasy relevant for the entire game. Saquon Barkley, who I absolutely love, has been injury prone since he was at Penn State. He's the better athlete. He's a better peer player. I don't think he stays healthy. All right, Mr. Brown, who would you take number one? I'm just curious how he thinks uh, Sam Swamp Monster Donald is an upgrade over Bridgewater. Fiona. Exactly. <laughs> I, I can't say he's not. No, I don't I'm, know. I'm not, if it is, it's not much. Just my opinion, but we'll see. It depends on how uh, bad you think the Jets really are. Yeah, the Jets are terrible. They're a train wreck, <laughs> obviously. I think Sam Donald's talent level as compared to Teddy B is like a, a 95 to a 55. Really? That much better. His pure ability? Oh, yeah. Right. The Jets are the Jets for a reason. All right, so back to fantasy. I I think this is the first year I can remember where if someone picked five different players, number one, you I wouldn't get mad at them. Not going to be surprised. There's no clear-cut number one, in my opinion. No. Like, last year it was clearly McCaffrey, and it, it was a huge letdown <laughs> distance to second place. The guy in our league who had the number one pick and kept the number one tick Took McCaffrey, still ended up winning the league. If I had the number one pick, I would take McCaffrey because I believe he stays healthy, and he's a guy, when it comes to fantasy football, who's never out of the game plan. Having said that, if you took McCaffrey, uh, Derrick Henry, and there's about two or three other guys I could think of that would all be certified. You could take them anywhere one through five and be happy you got them. Take Mahomes. I would take Mahomes. If I was at five or six, I'd take Mahomes. He's healthy this year. The whole team's healthy. He's out for revenge. Yeah, offensive line. 60 TDs. Look at that line. Man, they brought in Joe Tooney, best guard in the yeah, league. They did do a little bit to help that. Yeah. So we'll see. It's tackles they're more worried about. <laughs> no, trust me. KC's O-line this year, legit. It's going to be one of the best seven O-lines in the league. All right, so we have a, a new tradition we started with – intros to our draft so we kind of put that together tonight and everybody's got their intro music you happy with what you got oh yeah very befitting of my fat ass All right. so i will say i'm disappointed that we have one member of the league that decided not to pick a song so we picked one for him and you know hopefully he'll enjoy that we did I, not do it kindly i don't know which song's sexier his or mine mm, mm, that could be a teaser yeah mm. Depends who dresses up more. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly to be me. He couldn't even pick a song. No, he couldn't. And then uh, you also have, uh, you know, some uh, maybe maybe some pyrotechnics we might break out. Maybe I mean, you know, we got the we got the speakers out. Like we're gonna wake the holler up. Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna echo all the way down through the Poker River. <laughs> I'll say this: uh, between the pyrotechnics and the music. It's either bound to be extremely rememberable or forgettable. Definitely be rememberable. We had over th thousands of views last year in our inaugural uh, hardcore football intros. 
We've only built on that this year, so it's it's going to be even better. I'm predicting 10,000 views. Well, here's the thing. We've got the best MC in the whole tri-state area, so it's bound to be good. Yeah. You know what, though? We do need to try to figure out the best way to record it this year. I got a guy. He's got a drone. Mm. Drone footage. Drone footage. You can piece that together. Yeah. Is that that confirmed? Yeah. He'll do it for free. I already talked to him. Oh, wow. How's that going to do picking up the audio? I have no effing clue. You got to figure it out because you're right. the smart guy. All right, so we we need somebody else uh, that can that can be uh, available to do the on the ground stuff, man. So we're gonna do we're gonna record it on the ground like normal. All right, and, and we're gonna the do the drone footage. footage, and you can piece it together as needed. I got you. I can do that. We can make it happen. All yeah. right. Well, guys, we ain't played NBA Jam for a while. You ready to throw down? I am. I'm ready to brick about uh, thirty three pointers. <laughs> Just like real life. You know what, Chad. In real life, I would make like 13 of 30, and I'd be happy. There you go. I'll take that as a win right now, too. But All right. Well, we're just a little over a week away from the hardcore football draft. We'll definitely go live when that rolls around. But until next time, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.